Hey, I'm Jonathan Alexander. I'm Ron Brown. I'm Trent Little. I'm Aaron Saunders. And you listen to HBCU Voice. Welcome back to HBCU Voice. I'm Jonathan Alexander here with Ron Brown, Aaron Saunders, Trent Little. We are back and we are going to talk about what transpired on Saturday. Uh, North Carolina Central played North Carolina A&T and North Carolina Central beat North Carolina A&T down. And because of that win, they're going to be going to the Celebration Bowl. First of all, let me get you guys a start on the game. I did not see the majority of the game while I was on the plane while the game was going on. So I only saw the end of it. So I'm going to have to defer to y'all on this. What did y'all think about the game? Going in, I expected um, a high-scoring offense. I mean, a high-scoring affair. But uh, it ended up actually being one. I guess throughout the first half, it was actually 0-0. Not a lot of um, – it's not a lot of passing, but it was a lot of running, um, and not from the guys you expected. Who, of course, you expected Tariq Cohen, uh, arguably the best back in the, well, of course, the best back in the league, uh, in the league. But uh, it was actually Malcolm Bell that he actually uh, balled out and surprised me on the um, just being able to run the ball. And the uh, Central was able to, I guess, control the line of scrimmage on both ends. And at the end of the day, that's what that was the reason that uh, they actually was able to run away with this game. They were able to bottle up Tariq Cohen. I mean, he only – I think he ended up with 80 – like a little bit over 80 yards, and he got most of that in uh, – but they bottled up Tariq Cohen. Um, of course, their North Carolina A&T was working with their uh, their backup quarterback. And, of course, you know they lost their uh, starting quarterback earlier this year against South Carolina State, and he wasn't able to uh, do much from a passing standpoint. So they were one-dimensional. And uh, Central was able to just take control as their, their line was able to take control of the game on both sides of the ball. Not only was it their backup quarterback, but um, Bamiro was their third string because Khalil Carter was is actually their backup, and he got hurt earlier in the season. So I think North Carolina Central really set the blueprint on how to beat North Carolina A&T. When that's, you stop the run, you got a chance to do big things. I think South Carolina State set the blue. Well, yeah, South Carolina State first because they they all uh, they yeah and they and they bottled Tariq Cohen. Rome, do you have anything else to say before I step in? No, go go ahead and uh, get your rant on, brother. No, no rants today. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina Central's defense played a heck of a game. They bottled up Tariq Cohen. Uh, to Trent's point, Malcolm Bell had a great day. A uh, hundred and uh, through the air and 130 on the ground, uh, a 40-yard run, a 30-yard run, called Malcolm Bell the A&T Killers. Uh, he led the way for North Carolina Central. And that man that we haven't seen for a long time this season, Darrell McClain, again comes out with a big day against North Carolina A&T. As you see with the Eagles this year, they've gone with whoever's the hot hand and on – Saturday, it was Darrell McClain. Congratulations, North Carolina Central. Uh, officially, MEAC champs outright. First time since 1972, I believe. I guess that was the last time they were in the MEAC before this run. But I am i don't know that stat. 
I do definitely know the that first stack. outright champion in the <laughs> MEAC since 2012. Well, you do know that stack. Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> uh, it, it is nice. They won back to back MEAC titles in the 70s, uh, early 70s. They left the conference and uh, went to CIAA. So 72 or 73 uh, in there. But, John, got anything else for us, brother? Um, I mean, I made the pick of Ante, but I only picked Ante. <laughs> Uh, because yeah, yeah, we about to roast you on it. I mean, no, that wasn't. I didn't use logic on the pick. I mean, anything can happen on a in a rivalry game. Okay, and, uh, it's, all type it's of logic. Interesting, you say that because I wanted to sort of kill some people for saying anything can happen in a rivalry game. I think that. I mean, the past two years we it, didn't think that. I mean, no, it, no, no. I picked Central last year. I, I mean, you could have picked Central. You could have picked Central the last year or or the year before that, but still, I mean, Ant was a better team um, um, a couple years ago, definitely. And I mean, it, it was hard to tell who was a better team in this matchup, so it was a toss up. But I only picked Ant because um, Central had beat them well, twice, and I just decided to give them the nine, not because they were better. I don't think I don't even think that they are better than them. It's, like I said, it's really hard I, to tell. But I, I think I think it's a system thing, and that's something that we forget about in football uh, systems. Ant came in with a terrible pass defense. Central came out passing to open up the run. But Central, Malcolm Bell wasn't even all that great uh, in his pass. He used his legs to win uh, that game. Malcolm Bell is, although an interception machine. Probably one of the better passing quarterbacks in the MEAC. Statistically, yeah, he's I think the, I think he's at the top of the league. So. Yeah, he's known for his passing ability. Yeah. I think was a subpar. And running, he's a he is a true him. dual threat. And he, I'm saying he used, he used his legs to beat Anty. His passing wasn't well won the game. He That's made true. several key third down passes. You didn't watch the game, did you? And, and he made. A big interception, th- but yeah, I'm saying yeah, that's not why they won one it. interception, and it was a big one. one. The, yes, the, but the game wasn't close. So how but, can you call it a big one? But their but their passing wasn't the reason they won, though. It's a total package. The dual threat <laughs> ability matters. The, the, but Do the running game was saying? what won them the game, and them being able to cause turnovers. Yes, another good point. Three turnovers on defense. Two by what? Tariq Cohen. Yeah, well, think Tariq actually had three. I don't know why. I was looking at the ESPN stats, and they actually well, only one was a one. bad handoff. Um, and, and to your point, Trent, it did definitely help that uh, with Ante being down to his third string running, back, I mean third string quarterback, you could kind of key in on on Tariq Cohen, and you stop him until maybe like the you know the final few scores at the end of the game. So that definitely helped them, um, even with Ante. On full strength, like I said, it was a – I mean, Central probably could have still won. They were at home. They had a home field advantage too. So D- – Does anybody does anybody call it a little bit of bad game planning that we didn't see Denzel Keys or Chris Garden touch the ball more in, on screens or slants? When anybody called that trench, you were there. I uh, think – um, Any bad game planning or play calling in that I, as well? I, I can't say because they actually got the ball to uh, Gardner in space a lot of times. It was just like that central defense. They were able to um, – just the line of scrimmage. They were able to control that. 
So when you have like even if you're running screens, if you got somebody in your, already at the quarterback by the time it, like you, by the time he's getting the ball, you know screens are um, they're null and void. And Central their defense was able to control they tackle well, play, right? yeah. Yeah, every area, east, west, north, south. When I tell you, like, Auntie's offense, they really couldn't do anything. Of course, they were one-dimensional because their quarterback can't really – I mean, he had some some nice throws. And, I mean, when you got a guy like Denzel Keys and you got, you got to throw the ball up, of course, you're going to make some plays. But for the most part, their quarterback was inept when it came to passing the ball. So, you know, when Central won this game, they're going to the Celebration Bowls. You know, they won the MEAC title outright. Uh, one of my coworkers asked me this question, and um, I guess it's, it's definitely one that's debatable. Uh, was this the biggest win uh, in school history, not just for football? Like, is this bigger than than the game that the basketball team played uh, uh, no, versus Ohio State? Not at all. We got to look. A, a national championship was that nineteen eighty nine Division two ba- uh, men's basketball. You can argue that's bigger. Um, I would say this is the biggest football win, not the biggest uh, school win. Not when like so bigger than the um, bigger than those CIAA championships or quote unquote black national championships from the Broadway Uh, days. Yes, only and no disrespect to the 2005 and 2006 CIAA championship teams, but this. Is the first time you're on Division One, uh, your your Division One. This is the first outright championship. You beat the, your rival to get it. Uh, you're going to the Celebration Bowl to become the de facto uh, national black college national champion. But I would have to say that this is the this is the biggest in school history for football. For football, I don't basketball think- like Jerome said. I would say Sorry. this has had the, of course, I don't know, of course, the history, and we weren't, as we weren't a part of the history like that. But I will say that this maybe had the biggest impact because just being a part of that environment, and I, I've never seen an environment like that at a HBCU school. Like this is, you, you don't, you normally don't get that type of environment. You don't get this type of exposure. And I mean, Aaron, you were talking about this earlier in the week when we, you had so many national outlets actually talking up about the game and, and just the whole pregame of the um, – the, just the week of that entire game of the yeah. Aggie. The play. attention. Yes, yeah. the attention that it received. I've never seen this type of impact or exposure um, on a, to a, and on, a, and on an HBCU level. So I definitely think that it had the biggest impact. And depending on what happens in Atlanta, if for example, if we take on – right now, Grambling and Southern, they're both undefeated. I think well, they Southern, actually, Southern can't make it, so it'll probably be. It's I think right now it's Grambling or Alcorn State. Alcorn State. Well, yeah, Alcorn State is going to come out of the uh, East, and more than well, more than likely. Oh, I know Grambling Southern play this 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 next week actually, and well, you just said Southern can't make it, but with whichever matter, Grambling will be coming out of that uh, out of that West if Southern can't make it because they're both undefeated. Um, so if North Carolina Central goes to. Uh, to Atlanta, well, they when they when North Carolina Central goes to Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl and take on this Gremlin squad or Alcorn squad, it'll it'll be a big win. And of course, I remember last year we were talking about which type of school in the SWAC would you need in the Celebration Bowl to make this a bigger bowl. 
And if you have a gremlin, then you have exactly what you want. We saw this this week with the <clears throat> A&T. Um, we Central saw this this week with the A&T and Aggie Eagle Classic, just how it receives so much national attention. Gremlin will also bring that national attention to, a, to the Celebration Bowl. Yeah, let's not fool ourselves that A&T was the apple and we upset – or, excuse me, A&T was the apple – and North Carolina Central upset the Apple card. Apple cart? On that one. Cart. Not card. <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, <laughs> this is a big win, but if we're all realistic, A&T actually limped into this game, and but, we all saw that play think, out. Yeah. Do you think this was what, – what was your I, – I, I missed your answer. What, did you think this is bigger than any other, including basketball? When? I think it has potential to be based on what happens in the Celebration Bowl. But the biggest impact, yes. The biggest thing I've ever been a part of, the biggest thing I've seen from an HBCU level, yes. Well, that, well that's what I was going to ask since, since y'all said, since Aaron and Rome said no. Would winning the Celebration Bowl be bigger than making it to the playing in the NCAA tournament game basketball or any other wins? No. That, I, I think, you don't think so? Uh, not the NCAA. Not making it to the tournament because it's – I don't think so. I think it's a, it's a remember it's below. a different it's a, it's a different level. I mean, North Carolina Central played Iowa State, John. Yeah, in the Celebration Bowl, you playing Grambling or Alcorn State. Uh, it's just it's just different levels to it. Uh, different levels of national attention as well. Although you are going, you are if you're North Carolina Central going to play on a national stage on ABC, it's just it's just different levels of attention. Well, and well, speaking of that, it that's is the what first I, MEAC win, though, outright. Sorry. Yeah. I think and, it's and, more and I look at it like if they were to win the Celebration Bowl, I mean, I look at it from the standpoint of like what what it did for A&T winning the Celebration Bowl. Like, A&T got so much exposure. Like, every after, game on ESPN. But let's not fool ourselves. That's also on the back of Tariq Cohen. Because well, he wouldn't have been creeps. found out. He wouldn't have he he wouldn't have been. I mean, he would have been found out, but he wouldn't be as popular as he was if not for the celebration bowl. That's where he really came out and got introduced and a, himself to the world. Well, I think even before the in season, addition, he, remember he was doing the backflips. Remember, he was doing backflips. Yeah. Thank you. He was doing backflips, catching the ball. That's yeah. what started all of that attention. And then to go into the game and have that humongous game propelled it. To where he's a MC or a NCAA FCS uh, top running back, Walter Payton Award candidate, and then as as you go on, he continues to put up the big numbers. He becomes a potential draft pick. That's what gets A and T on the TV. In addition to winning, and also you have to give credit to them for beating Kent State. That helped that uh, along the way as well. Well, I'm just saying, I I think that win in the Celebration Bowl did did a lot for him. And I guess we'll be able to tell if North Carolina Central wins and what happens next year. That was the major talk this year, right? That North Carolina Central didn't really get to play on ESPN. Yeah, definitely uh, because of that. I mean, I mean, everything went right for Antique. I mean, they even had Obama come to their school undefeated, latched on like crazy to uh, <laughs> to Antique. Also, I mean, we got to keep we got to we got to break down the uh, I don't know the elephant in the room and just. I guess everybody who's listened to us over the past few episodes, and if this is a fr- if this is your first episode, 
we all went to North Carolina Central. So if you hear a hint of uh, uh, bias, hate in John's in John's voice, me saying, "Well, you know, they had Obama," and then all this, I think that's where it's coming from. But uh, we can be completely objective and talk about it. And of course, they had a lot of things on that on in their favor heading into well, the I'm season. Not, I'm not hating. And that, that's not me hating. I mean, no, I mean, I'm not saying hate, but just, you know, a little bit of, dang, how come we... Look, no, they, no, we I, 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 they, 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 I, no, I understand. They're a good team. No, Nobody will deny that. Yeah, yeah like, and they're I a good understand team. it. They how won the celebration. You said that. But yeah, I'm saying... John just said that. Yep. And, and I understand it. I don't... I don't uh, all right, maybe when it first happened, I felt some some sort of way because Obama is my main man. But I mean, I totally. <laughs> but, but, but he I already came to Central. He yeah, came but no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just joking. All right, I'm just joking. Oh, it was, it was my whole the... thing, my whole thing is I understand it. They won on national television. They had this guy Tyreek Cohen, who was a likable guy. He, you know, I mean, there was but a they, reason. There was a reason that they got so much attention. But they're North Carolina A and T. Like, don't forget it. Like, see, this is where the respect factor has to. Yeah, this is where the respect (laughs) factor has to come in. No offense, I am a North Carolina Central alum, but it would be a lie for me to sit here and say that on a prestige level, the A and T is not a bigger name, prestige wise, than North Carolina Central. It is. It just is. I'm looking forward to, it's, to the reaction to that. I, yeah. I, I can't call Doctor, it. But. Dr. Lee was at the game. Yeah, well, hey, oh, Central, fans, you crucif- <laughs> Central fans, you can crucify me all you want, but A&T has a higher prestige level than Central. I mean, A&T is the biggest HBCU in the country, is, is it not? Uh, I don't pop- want to throw that out. I don't, I, I don't know. I want to say population this. Wise. They have the biggest campus and the biggest, uh, it may be the population. Also, we have to, I mean, it's a technology school. It's technology focused, a technology based school. So, I mean, we saw all these memes before the week with how, oh, Antiques campus is this and North Carolina Central's campus is this. There's a reason. I mean, it is the man, biggest. Forget them farmers, man. Forget <laughs> them farmers. It is the biggest school in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the land. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was a great game. Great to see. Looking forward to heading down to Atlanta for the game. And I guess if we, I mean, our, our, if we want to switch it up real quick and talk about A and T, can we talk? Yeah, but yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. We, can we, yeah. yeah, despite the loss, you know, A and T gets a birth. So what? What? What I, I want to ask, actually, though, before we talk about, you know, A and T did get the birth. Um, my question is, um, I mean. I, th- I think A&T definitely deserved to get the berth, having beaten the FBS team, having not lost to anybody um, other than – who was it that they lost to? They lost to Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa was a great team. And North, and North Carolina Central. Don't forget yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> other, other than those two teams – to North Carolina Central. Yeah, other than those, those two teams, they they ran through the MEAC pretty well, and they lost to a top 20 FCS team. In North Carolina Central, so but but my question is, um, you know, do y'all think Central would have got an automatic berth if they had lost to Ant? No, it would have been an at large, but no, they wouldn't have because they would have. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, at large, you didn't have to win. Yeah, they didn't have. They wouldn't get. I would. I don't think they would have gotten it. No other HBCUs. You like you just said it was a top ten. Like Ant was a top ten program. And Central was twenty second, I want to say. Well, twentieth in the coaches poll. So, 
Well, okay, yeah, twentieth. But I mean, yeah. So you you definitely wouldn't have got that win. And it goes back to what we were just talking about with the exposure of Tariq Cohen, and of course, I mean that that plays a that plays a big part. Oh yeah, de- definitely. I mean, being top ten should get you in. You know, should get you a when you, of course, man. This is not the NAIA polls, man. Not when you got to deal with automatic qualifiers and stuff like that. Well, yeah, like the that. automatic qualifiers don't get in, but then with your at-large bid and and I think I mean they deserve it. it's no no issue. I think North Carolina Central probably wouldn't have uh, again, I, but my I don't only, see any issue with A and T in it. My only argument against A and T getting it is that you're supposed to make your selection based off of the team coming into the tournament not the original team, you know, at the beginning of the season. And right. w- given, given what we just saw happen with the quote-unquote third-string quarterback of a and I think the the loss of or shuffling of quarterbacks for them makes them not a top 25 FCS team. Wow. And they actually – they- Oh, my fault to interrupt you, but they actually lost that third screen court. Like, I don't know if that was actually shown on the ESPN three record, but oh, three three broadcasts. But he didn't make it through the end of the game because he was actually injured, also. So they actually brought oh, in. Oh, so they put the freshman in, right? Yeah, they brought in another quarterback. Wow, I didn't realize. Yeah. He was, was that because he got hurt? Yeah, he was. Yeah, you could see like he he didn't want to take any more hits, and then I think I guess Broadway saw it and they actually pulled him. But yeah, I, I did see the they, other quarterback in. I don't know if they actually announced him as being injured, but he was definitely – like, you could see it in his play. He was definitely injured. Because, no, I remember in the yeah. fourth quarter, it was like one drive he was in, next drive he was out, the next drive he was back in, then he was out. So, and then this I didn't realize him. Yeah, yeah, and unlike the Celebration Bowl where you have two, three weeks to just yeah, to yeah. allow your people to, to rest <laughs> next up. Week. They play next, next week. Next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, con- congratulations to A&T on the at-large bid. I just think that without having uh, a capable quarterback, that's a waste of time to go up to Richmond and get the blowers done, blow, uh, the doors blown off. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not so fast, my friend, in my Lee Corso <laughs> voice. Because, look, the University of Richmond just lost their, their quote-unquote Aggie Eagle Classic. They lost to William & Mary, which is their, their rivalry game and, at the end of every season. And, and they're on their third quarterback, third or that, fourth, I mean, so – and and that's cute, but my man, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> my man, Mr. Jordan, voice Richmond is not, and I will say it again, not losing to A and T, not. And to answer John's question, because I got interrupted about five times in that speech, if North Carolina Central had lost, I do not think they get the at large bid because. As Trent and Rome said before me, they did not have the Kent State win. Although the Western Michigan loss is very impressive to me right now because <laughs> Western Michigan is obviously undefeated and the king of the MAC. Uh, another thing about A&T's guy who played quarterback, he's not even listed as a quarterback. I'm looking at their roster now. Isaiah Hicklin, sophomore, on his bio says talented player who has a skill skill set to play quarterback, but will play wide receiver at North Carolina A&T. So he's not even a quarterback. So they really need to hope that Miro L season. L yeah. L season. Yeah. I mean, Richmond, I know, like you said, they're down to their third quarterback, but they picked up some good wins. Yeah, they beat yeah. UVA in the UVA, first. The UVA, yeah. The first game. Yeah. I mean, they beat Villanova 23-0. to zero. 
Yeah, they have they have some good wins. They they were a legit top ten team. Uh, they took the yeah. loss yesterday. A tough conference too. Yeah, tough, tough conference. conference. See, that's the the issue. The issue with the Miag is, and it could be twofold. I don't know for certain, but the win, the out of conference FCS wins, right? Like the Miag never really has a ton of those games. Part of that is because you're playing the money games, but I would like to see the Miag have one FBS game on the schedule and one FCS out-of-conference opponent on the schedule because there's no way of us really and truthfully knowing just how good the teams are matched up out-of-conference. Perfect example, Stony Brook. Stony Brook beat North Dakota. Not North Dakota State, the four-time defending national champions, but Stony Brook beat uh, University of North North Dakota and University of North Dakota is in the FCS playoffs uh, as the Big Skies representative. In my in my opinion, there's no way that they make it through two or three rounds of the FCS tournament because we've seen them play an average FCS opponent and struggle with it. But because their conference is weak, they're in there. Same thing with the San Diego thing and the Pioneer League. You know. Stony Brook is. You just playoffs. never know. I don't know what you're talking about. Man. I I just said Stony Brook is an average team. Oh. North Dakota is in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Stony my Brook bad, beat University of North Dakota. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, well, brother. Question, but question, also, okay. just to like as a athletic director and a an athletic director or coach in the MEAC, why would I want to schedule any of those games now? If my main goal is the celebration bowl, because you still have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs. If like. Yeah. The playoffs isn't a bad consolation prize because yeah. oh, it's, it's a great not. consolation prize. Yeah. Sometimes it may be it's probably prize. better in, in some cases, but in this case, if A&T goes to Richmond and gets blown out, then no, it wasn't a good situation to be in. I mean, you, you have I don't a, think they think like – because, look, y'all remember we talked about this last year when we talked about oh, of course. the strengths and weaknesses and when, it, when the fir- news first came out and all that stuff. So it's like we talked about the scheduling. You're going to need one of those out-of-conference FCS – because you know that was the thing that got A and T in last year was their their strength. The Davidson win. Yeah, they had a or whoever the, Elon. I think they'd be Elon. Elon, yeah. sorry, yeah, they'd be Elon and Gramlin or something like that. So that's important. Just and then you know, like we just said, man, that the playoffs is not a bad consolation prize because you quick, you gonna have a, question, a short though. drive too. Like Greensboro to to uh, Richmond is what Richmond two and a half hours, two and a half three hours. So, but it's not a bad quick question though. Quick question if. And I, I sort of mentioned it in the group chat earlier. Let's say North Carolina Central goes and wins the Celebration Bowl. But by some chance, A&T goes and wins two or three games in the NCAA tournament. The question is still not answered as to who's the, the better team. Because there will be some that will rise A&T in that FCS poll again. Well, all you can say is a head-to-head matchup. It's yeah. just debate. It's just gonna be a debate who's better. It's... But I do, th- I do think if you go deep into a FCS playoffs, then yeah, that's to me that's better than a celebration bowl win. Even though you you have that large payout, you have the larger exposure than you would get even if you were to go deeper in the playoffs. So I, I mean, I, I personally, I think that if you go deep into the playoffs, which Ant won't this year, so I'll, that hypothetical is thrown out the window. But um, if you if you were to go deep, then yeah, I could see that that being more successful than a celebration bowl win. Because uh, the winner, of course, the large payout. 
say A and T wins, they got to travel all the way out to Grand Forks, play North Dakota University, of North Dakota. So, but and that's a but that's a winnable game though. I think the winner of that Richmond uh, game actually beats North Dakota. Grand Grand Forks is going to be cold though. Very very. Well, we're going to have we have Tariq Cohen direct snapping yeah, out of the backfield. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a good weekend of, of MEAC football. Real quick, I want to bring up the SWAC. Um, I think Trent mentioned earlier, Bayou Classic is this upcoming Saturday, and that'll determine who goes uh, to the SWAC championship from the from the west side of the of the SWAC. So, like I said, Southern can't play in the Celebration Bowl due to the due to their APR issues, but. And Grambling is tough. Grambling, Grambling is a team hypothetically that you could say will go to the playoffs and probably win a game. You know, their only loss was to Arizona, and they could have won that game. Could have won that game. So, I mean, that that but their team quarterback did, got hurt. Was there is their quarterback back healthy? Yeah, yeah, he's been balling. Devontae Kincaid. Yeah, and their offensive line is good. And they they have a good team. So, Grambling and Southern, and then all, play against Alcorn State. So, yeah. Last year, I, I last year I predicted that Grambling uh, team to actually go to the Celebration Bowl. <laughs> we got that for you. High on that too. They were well, they actually high, they were high, a high potent offense, which I'm pretty sure you're going to see that this year also. Because with Southern not being able to uh, to make it or to actually perform in the, in the postseason, I don't see this out. That Alcorn State team is not the same. Like that that whole and that entire e- well, they got a new coach. I know, okay, but that entire East bracket is just terrible anyway. I mean, I think you will see so, Gremlin and Central. Trent, Trent, what you're trying to say is there's going to be a lot of points being scored at the Georgia Dome uh, in December. Is that what you're trying to say? I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope the Maroon and Gray actually scores more, though. There you have it. Yeah. Can can I touch uh can we touch D two real quick? Yeah, I wanna touch D two too. And I also I'm hopefully I'm gonna make that drive out to Houston for the for the SWAC championship. It'd be cool to see some SWAC football. Hey everyone, this is Aaron Saunders from HBCU Voice. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud, and to rate us five stars on iTunes. The News and Observer has a new website specifically tailored for you. It's called College Town, and it's news by the students, for the students, at Duke, UNC, NC State, and North Carolina Central. They give readers the news that's most interesting and useful to them, tailored to their school. Student freelancers from each university write stories, shoot photos and video, and run social media accounts for College Town. That way, readers know they're truly getting an inside look at their college. So if you're interested to get involved, contact Presley. I would say her last name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Her email address is pbaird at newsobserver.com. You might want to write a story. You might want to take some photos or do a video about it. Talk to them. They're all ears. Yeah, man, I mean, Tuskegee, one of the best schools, even though they lost last week against Virginia State to get that 10th game. But, but they showed they're still a good team. They beat Newberry. 35-33. So, got to show love to Tuskegee. Tuskegee is definitely one of the most popular HBCUs in the country. Um, but I guess first, Winston lost 
um, a pretty big one. I was talking to my uncle, who's a who's a um, Winston alum, and he's he saying, playing it simple. I mean, they're get, they're they're not at where they were when they had um, what's the close Manor. Yeah, Connell Manor. Uh huh. But they're 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 working their way up there. They're into the point where they can compete with you know the best of the best. But he was saying that their quarterback just isn't a playmaker, like. In the past, they've had playmaker quarterbacks, somebody who could go out there and make a play, go get you a score when you needed one. But the quarterback that they have now isn't – that's not his game. So he thinks that, you know, they're a young team right now, but in the near future they're going to continue to get some players and and get a little better. So I I think for him it wasn't really a surprise that they lost uh, their their playoff game. But – it was good for them to win the uh, CIAA, though. Uh, I mean, they they Winston is definitely the reigning king of the CIAA at the moment. Uh, I, quarterback is interesting for Winston because they went through about three or four last year uh, trying to figure it out, and they a couple of those guys aren't even on the roster anymore. Um, this year, I mean, you win the you win the CIAA. Again, eventually you keep on winning your conference, you keep on winning your conference, you're bringing in guys, and they'll make another strong run uh, through the playoffs. So I am a little bit shocked to see them uh, lose to Long Island University, I believe, and the game was in LIU New York. Post. Yeah. Yeah, LIU Post, so Long, uh, Long Island uh, University. A little shocked to, shocked to see that, but uh, Winston's been a strong D2 program, and I think them playing a strong out-of-conference schedule every year helps them a great deal, and yeah, you'll be back. Hey, those things happen, and it's not like the game wasn't close. They lost 48-41. to It's a touchdown game. And they, well, it was, it was a, they scored 17 in the fourth quarter, so it was more of a spirited they came comeback. Up. Yeah, you know, spirited comeback. And and as for uh, Tuskegee, like Rome said, you got to give them credit. Uh, fight back and you take on a tough Newberry team, you come away 35-33. That right there makes me look at the CIAA and say, well, geez, how strong is it that, you know, Tuskegee loses to Virginia State, uh, arguably the number two or three team in the CIAA, and then comes out and beats a Newberry in the first round? You know, was it a bad day for them? But, I mean, they lost to Virginia State 45-35, to so – you know, I'm sitting there and saying, my goodness, you know, the CIAA might actually deserve to have two teams in a, in a season if a Tuskegee comes out and beats a Newberry. The CIAA might deserve to have two teams in the in the tournament. Yeah, definitely a good, good argument to have going forward. Uh, something over. also of note – oh, sorry. Something also of note, uh, next week Tuskegee plays North Greenville. Right. Some of you North Carolina Central fans may remember North Greenville – they came to Durham to play North Carolina Central at homecoming. I cannot remember if it was 08 or 2009, but they did come to North Carolina Central to play at homecoming. Uh, North Greenville, solid little D2 program. Oh, I thought you were going to – I thought they played played them in the playoffs some time ago too. Uh, might have, might have. CIAA days. When, I don't know. Maybe – I don't know if it's football or what, but – I mean, I know we're running up on time soon, but – of course, everybody saw the story of um, 
Joe Thomas, South Carolina State, 55-year-old running back. I saw a lot of good jokes. I saw a lot of good jokes on Twitter and on social media, but, I mean, reading that story on um, Sports Illustrated on their Campus Rush website, that was pretty pretty interesting story. And to go out there, get three carries, negative four yards, man. I don't, I don't oh, know he if carried I even, three times? Yeah, he said, they said he had three carries. Oh, I, I know he got that uh, one rush for three yards. Yeah, they, they showed the good run, but they didn't show him <laughs> losing him. <laughs> <laughs> old Dale Beckham. Old Dale Beckham. That, that was the best. Hey, old Jay Simpson. <laughs> old Jay Simpson. That's what he said. <laughs> hey, he do. Look, he got that hairline like OJ. Man, I know he's hurt. But did y'all see the old school picture when they say he used to be a wrestler, bone crusher? Like, but he was. You want to mess with him? He's man. a four fifty-five year old. Uh man. Oh yeah, he was in great shape. He was in great shape. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, I mean, to come back from injuries like, shoot, this twenty year olds who be like, man, I have two, you know, ACL and MCL tear, and I don't want to play again. But fifty five, and of course, even the, even negative four, yeah. like y'all, that's, what was that's he pretty best good for a fifty five year old. Like, was he was he best friends with Buddy Pugh when they was at South Carolina State back in the <laughs> <Come on>. day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that's Aaron who said that. That was a good one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good story, though, man. Of course, South Carolina State is going to be all in the news, and that's – you know, anytime you can get a feel-good story like that, pretty cool, man. So my dad – I showed my dad the story. He told him he could get out there and you know, like, bro, <laughs> get, get bro. broken up, boy. <laughs> yes, you – He's going to have a boy, lot of old about dreams you. being relived. For real. A lot of a lot of old heads going to be worn when they get, get – Get back on A lot of people uncles gonna be trying to get out there. Look, I better it's show only, them boys. It's up. only one Herschel Walker, baby. It's only one Herschel Walker. Stop I, I can show them boys. Hurt. Hey it. nephew, nephew, throw me that piss me that ball. Don't die on the field. <laughs> yeah, stop oh, it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, hey, shout quick, out Joe Thomas. Quick question. Um do you guys consider this um I guess what Central is currently on right now, this three-peat, and, well, I consider it the only out. I like the outright champion. I don't like the sharing of champions and sharing of trophies and all that. But, what, but however, it is a three-peat. Do you consider this, um, this Central team, do you consider them to be a dynasty right now or going on, like going near that, like, dynasty type of uh, program or these dynasty years? I don't know. They're not dominant yet. I mean, they've been winning, but they haven't been killed. But that, they, and that's they, the thing. They're three-peat, but, I mean, that sounds dominant. But for me, I, I, I think, don't – I mean, yeah. you have to have the outright to actually – uh, I think you got to be dominant for some years, just beating teams. And it's just I – think, I think this is probably their most impressive season. Agreed. Um, in, in the D1 era? Yeah, in the D1 era. Yeah. I, I, I mean, don't, I don't think it's a dynasty yet because you got to think. Well, of course, I, I think Coach Mack mentioned it, but he did give some props to uh, Coach Frazier, Henry Frazier, who was a coach before, because most of those guys, or not most of them, but like Malcolm Bell, the quarterback, was recruited by Frazier's guys. Um, uh, Mike Jones. Mike Jones, <clears throat> DB, Maryland guy, right? Uh, Aaron? Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore, Maryland guy, 410. Uh, so. So I think, you know, once he keeps getting his guys in and that's that system is great. You know, we talked about it 
when he first got hired, like, how's the spread going to work? I know. I remember Quinn Billerman was his first recruit, and he was like, oh, we're going to have – you know, we're going to have him as a quarterback, and Malcolm Bell beat him out uh, after a couple games. So it's just like, you know, you keep getting the guys in. And then, like we've been saying, Celebration Bowl is a big, big boost. And I've been reading a few forums where they're saying, oh, y'all just lost – Y'all just lost your coach to the North Carolina Central fans, and that's something that's gonna come up. We talked about it with, to, but to and everything to who, to who, to a SCS uh, PWI. Uh, to to I mean, people are gonna be watching that a young coach yeah. with three back. I mean, three the, conference championships. Three, con- three. Oh, like Gary Mack is gonna be conference. is gonna be a hot name on the market this offseason. But to where? Is the he's, question? Trust he's me, he's gonna, he's gonna get that name recognition, especially if they win the celebration bowl, and somebody's gonna is gonna call somewhere. Then I mean, you think that nobody has ever called Rob Broadway? I mean, Rob Broadway. I'm sure a, they have, but better resume. I, I'm sure they have, but how old is is Rob Broadway? I think like sixty one. It's, it's a lot more appeal to the young guys. Yeah. Uh, if, I won't talk about it on the podcast. That's a whole another topic that's worth uh, discussing. We way too long, but I just think yeah, it, I'll, I'll end with basically saying that um, I remember Jerry. Uh, I remember having Mac on a, a podcast last year, and just I mean, you could hear it basically how upset they were with the the field goal block that basically that was the issue. Like that <laughs> that was the difference between being another um, outright champion and. Um, this year, just to see them, this team was actually focused, and just to see them actually have that success after that terrible, that terrible way to not win a championship, in my eyes, not win a championship, I think that this was a perfect ending to that. And maybe if he stays, maybe you can continue it. That's why I was disrespectful in the manner in which people made it seem like A&T was so much better than North Carolina Central was. Not only did they beat them last year, as Trent said, their block field goal away at the what the four yard line at the four or five yard line. <laughs> yeah, it was close. Field, yeah, they they were a block field goal away from actually going to the celebration bowl themselves last year. Uh, so against it, against Bethune, yeah, the Bethune game against against Bethune or in the Bethune game. That's why I was like, extremely disrespectful. But I mean, all credit to Mac. I, I don't know if I could call it a dynasty yet. As as John said, there's just a certain level of dominance that you have to have. Let's not forget the first title was what a five or six weight tie. Yeah, uh, yep. the first MEAC title, and I, I but I just don't know how dominant you can actually be in the MEAC. Recently, when what we call South Carolina State the more the most dominant program during the last like ten years in this MEAC, maybe would they be? Mm-hmm. Bethune some credit. Yeah, I'd say, but either that or Bethune. But didn't 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 uh, South Carolina State win like three in a row? They won three or four in a row. They were all like shared though. Bethune had the outright in what twenty twelve. Um, you talking twenty twelve though? We talking a whole decade. So since oh seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm even one. going back. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking back to yeah. yeah. I'm oh, trying to State. Delaware State had one where they lost to University of Delaware in the playoffs, so they had one seven. Uh, but 
during that time, South Carolina State has to be they they definitely won three or four. Okay, I'm going back to 06. 06 was Hampton. 07, Delaware State. 08 and 09, South Carolina State. 2010, Bethune and South Carolina State and FAMU. 2011, Norfolk State. 2012, Bethune-Cookman. 2013, Bethune-Cookman and South Carolina State. 2014, we had the, the five-way tie was Bethune-Morgan, A&T, North Carolina Central, South Carolina State last year, Cookman and a and T and Central, and then this year Central. So, going by Both that, programs, yeah. going by that, is <laughs> South Carolina yeah. State or Bethune? Yeah, toss up. When it comes to championships, so yeah. So, I, I think North Carolina Central is on that path to a dynasty. If we're judging by the championship criteria and postseason success, and don't count on Hampton next year. Watch out for him, Connell Maynard slowly. Slowly building, but watch out for Hampton. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we're at the end of our show. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. Um, I am going to try to make contact with Jerry Mack to see if he will come on our show and be a guest. And hopefully he will. Um, if not, we're going to talk. We're going to preview Celebration Bowl a little more and get into the college basketball season as it gets underway. But I'm Jonathan Alexander. Um, You can find me on Twitter at J-O-N-M Alexander. But I'm Ron Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Ron Brown, R-O-M-E-B-R-O-W-N. Check out my website, ronbrown.com. I got some new podcast interviews coming on my podcast. Um, Glad to be back on the show and talking Talking football, man, and looking forward to the basketball talk coming up. But look out for us, uh, HBCU Voice. We'll be at the Celebration Bowl. I'm going to try to get to the SWAC Championship, and that's it. Ron Brown, hand it off to Aaron. Hey, everybody, Aaron Saunders. Uh, thank you, John, for having me. I enjoyed the discussion today. Make sure you follow us at HBCU Voice on Twitter and on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter at Coach AC. At Coach AC. Been a blast. Can't wait to see y'all at the Celebration Bowl. I'm Trenton Little. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore T-E-E Little. You can also follow me on Instagram at T-E-E underscore Little. Um, I'm going to have some shots of the Aggie Eagle Classic, just a couple shots from uh, Saturday's game, so you can come look at the shots and check them out just to get some sights and sounds of the game. Thanks, John. All right. See y'all next week.